0: Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Tuesday, June 20th, 2023, and this is day 1917 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and only you. Thank you so much for waking us up to see this beautiful day that you created just for us. Help us, Father, to go forth and fulfill every single purpose you've given us for today without doubting or putting ourselves down or condemning others. But Lord, help us to see people through your eyes and to even see ourselves in that way. I thank you, Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick, and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's message is Don't Condemn. You know, we need to be careful about that. It's easy to do that. And we even condemn ourselves. And God is saying, don't do it. He says he doesn't condone our sins, but he doesn't condemn us. He forgives us of our sins as far as the east is from the west. And then it's up to us, you know, to once we repent, to begin doing what God would have us to do. We're coming out of John chapter 8, verses 1 through 11. John 8 verses 1 through 11 and it says but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives at dawn he appeared again in the temple courts where all the people gathered around him and he sat down to teach them the teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery they made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. Now what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. And you see, because whenever something like that happens, if both, people were caught in adultery, you would bring them both uh, to the temple to stand before the people to be stoned if that was the case, not just one. so they wanted to see how Jesus would answer it. if he would say, "Okay, stoner, she was wrong, then they would say "No, the law says both parties, or if he says "Don't," then they would again say, "No, she's supposed to be so let's see how Jesus answered, but Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. (laughs) I wonder what Jesus wrote. I know. (laughs) Whatever it was, He knew how to get their attention. Verse 9, it says, At this, those who heard began to go away one at a time. The older ones first, until only Jesus was left with the woman still standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you. Jesus declared, Go now and leave your life of sin. Woo, very powerful, very just to the point, right? I, I just love the way Jesus would handle uh, the enemy. <laughs> and the enemy, which is Satan, works through people. So he was working through these leaders of the law, the Sadducees and the Pharisees. And God answered or dealt with them in so many different ways throughout the scriptures, you will see. But yeah, it was really interesting to see how he wrote on the on the ground. We don't even know what he wrote, but whatever it was, it got their attention. Point number one, so often I'll see politicians blaming one another about the wrong they've done. And then a few weeks later, the accusers are on the news for doing the same or even worse. <laughs> Here Jesus teaches us the importance of compassion and forgiveness. The key to showing these kinds of loving attributes is through the love of God. When we see beyond the sin and what we see on the outside, we're able to see people as Jesus sees them. Once we understand that that we all uh, have or had something in our lives that, that did not line up with the word of God, then we're able to see that we're no better than anyone else. For we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. These men saw that after Jesus wrote on the ground <laughs> they were humbled recognizing that they were no better than the woman they were accusing point number 2 but we don't have to wait on God to humble us we can do it ourselves through self-control and humility also understand that Jesus did not condemn the woman accused of adultery but neither Did he ignore or condone her sin? He told her to leave her life of sin. Jesus loves us so much that he stands ready to forgive any sin in our life. But confession and repentance mean a change of heart. And as we can also see that a change of heart took place. Uh, with the woman and with the men that were accusing her you know I don't know if you've ever uh, been accused of something and someone stands in the gap for you and you know in the physical gap we already know Jesus is the ultimate one that stood in the gap for us and you know that person that was accusing you all of a sudden realizes that either they were wrong or you know what why am I doing this? I just yesterday I'm just saying uh what that person may have thought. I just yesterday did something even worse, and so and the person that I harmed or did something to um forgave me. So how can I talk bad about someone else and not forgive them or show compassion and forgiveness? <laughs> I'll never forget. This was several years ago when we were uh, starting our Wednesday night Bible study uh, at the church I was at for 14 years, my parents' church, and um, they they allowed me to start the Wednesday night Bible study, and I said, well, where are the people? And they said, you got to go get them. <laughs> they had Sunday service, but not Wednesday, so we uh partnered up and began to walk the streets on Wednesday nights to talk to people and and invite them uh, to come to, uh, we would say, come over and hang out with us. We didn't say come to Bible study. (laughs) That would be uh, an automatic, probably with some, they would come, but others like, "Eh, maybe not. So we say, come and join us, hang out for the, you know, we will teach the word and have dinner. That's what we said and or something like that. And so the people uh I I'll never forget this walking down the street and uh people were sitting out on their stumps or on their steps and and they had their beer and cigarettes and they and as soon as they saw us come and, and we may have had our bibles and whatever it was it made them quickly uh hide their beer, you know, like, "Hi, how are you, ma'am?" and you know, just extremely respectful. And we said, "Hey, we're not here to put you down, or talk about what you're doing, or, you know, basically to condemn, we're here to invite you to come and, you know, um, come to Bible study, I didn't say Bible study, but you know what I mean, come (laughs) come to learn the Word of God and have dinner uh, with us on Wednesday night, we're we're your neighbors, and uh, they said, well, thank you, and, uh, you know, it was just amazing to see people did show up, but, but as we were walking, let me get to this one point I want to make, as we were walking, there were a couple of men. This was at the end of the walk. And there were a couple of men in this beat-down old truck that didn't run. They were just sitting in there drinking and, you know, smoking their cigarettes and talking. Just, you know, having a, a good time. You know, two men and two older gentlemen. And so the Lord said, go to the truck and invite them. And I'm thinking, oh, Lordy, they they might cuss me out. <laughs> And the Lord said, "Go to the truck." I went to the truck, and uh, they said, "What do you got? What you talking about? What you? What, what kind of? What kind of gathering is this? What you know?" And and just intentionally trying to give me a hard time in in a comical way. They were they were being kind of funny, and so I told them, and they said, "All right, right, well, we'll see, we'll see." And lo and behold, there's the gentleman right there, one of them anyway. That was doing all the talking and saying, we'll see, what's this about? And he came and then he he would come week after week. And and, uh, then my parents uh, started, you know, entrusting him to leave my sister and I who were doing the Bible study. She was working with the kids and I was working with the adults. Uh, leaving them in, hi- leaving us in his hands to watch out for us as we took trash out, and it was it got dark early because it was in the winter and colder months, and uh, and they would leave. <laughs> they were like, "Okay, we're gonna go ahead and go home while you all finish cleaning up and doing what you had to do." And his name was Johnny. I'll never forget Johnny, and he would help us clean up, and he would always take the. He said, "I'll take that trash on and put it in my." dumpster at home or whatever. And we were like, okay, all right, Johnny. And uh, and then um, one day it was extremely cold. And even though he lived uh, about half a block away, it was so cold. We we're like, Johnny, you don't have to walk. We'll take you home. And the other thing that stood out before I tell you that part about Johnny was he always smelled like He was cooking on the grill. You know that smell? Like, you know, you've been cooking that We're like, what'd you cook? (laughs) We smell a grill. You know, you think he goes, oh, I didn't cook anything or I cooked this or that. We're like, you smell good. We like that smell. (laughs) And so when we were taking him home that cold winter night, I'll never forget, we pulled up to his house and uh, all lights were off. We noticed there was no electricity. And um, we also noticed that there was a bonfire in the back, in the center uh, of men sitting around this bonfire to keep warm. And he would use the stuff in the trash bag uh, to help, you know, with, uh, you know, creating more, uh, putting paper and all that stuff in for the fire and that's why he smelled like he did we thought he was grilling but he wasn't and he was helping other people you know and and my sister and i just cried as we were <laughs> leaving to go home we just never knew that about johnny we didn't know that he didn't have electricity and that that you know he was still so cheerful every time he came down he didn't act like anything was wrong and and to him it wasn't he knew how to be resilient and how to you know take a bad situation that seemed to be bad and and be resourceful and turn it into a good one and not only for himself but helping others that would be kind of up and down the streets they know they could go to johnny's and we our whole perspective changed about johnny we saw him and we had already started to see him the way the lord did I no longer saw him as that man that was drunk in that truck. I saw him as a man of God. And uh and I treated him as such. My sister did too. We treated him as that man of God. And he did that for a very long time coming and helping us get everything cleaned up and you know week after week and you know someone told me that he passed on and uh transitioned to be with the Lord. But he will always have a special place in my heart because this was a man that we could have very easily condemned if we, you know, were not humble and pious. And I'm grateful to God for that, that we were able to see uh, beyond what the person looked like on the outside and how they may have acted on the outside. God is saying the same to all of us. Uh, if the shoe fits if we're condemning and putting people down god is saying it's time to stop it's time to stop judging it's time to stop criticizing it is time to show the love of god to all people and if you're on the other side of the spectrum where you're the one being judged and criticized and put down know that god loves you god does not uh, hold that against you so repent and ask for forgiveness, do as this woman did, and begin to change your life and turn away from the sin. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the ultimate step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory be to God. I love you all so very much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, jackiebikesministries.org, J A C K I E, be like boy, U Y C K S ministries.org. Org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on TZoneKC.org to learn more about what we're doing with our precious youth, teaching them about life and about how to keep a job and how to get a job and, and how to start their own businesses and how to work out their differences. And, uh you know, being aware of human and sex trafficking awareness or being aware of human and sex trafficking and what that looks like and also teaching them DIY projects, how to do small household repairs. We thank you all so much for all that you do for us. We are extremely grateful. Thank you for your prayers, your support, and your donations. All right, Mighty Warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.